thumbs up. All I wanted was the great thumbs up from Poppy. Two thumbs way, way up. <laughs> it's good when you can work in the Disney references early. All right. Welcome to episode 13. The lucky one. Of Sweet Tea and D&D. We may finally have our stuff together, partially. Only a slight bit. Just the tip. Um, <laughs> I know, right? I'm a winner. Um, am I supposed to say something else? Is that all the beginning stuff? <laughs> You've never done an intro, have I you? haven't. How have you scrolled out of it for 13 episodes? Because I'm a winner. <laughs> 26 weeks of squirreling out of it. Uh, you I don't squirrely like Dan, it. you. I don't like it. <laughs> I should. Pre- I appreciate that. <laughs> we want to apologize at the beginning here. We are filming at a new location, and it involves Garrett's dog, and he is very noisy. So if it comes in, but he's adorable. Don't worry about it. He is adorable. It completely he's outweighs so it. He's looking at us cute. over his safety gate like a baby gate. The second we get done, he's going to get baby. all the loves because <laughs> he's like our biggest fan right now. So anywho, um, this episode will hopefully he will will hopefully only take one try, um, and we're gonna start with the doppelganger. That's who I'm talking about. And I didn't know until Zach told me just now that this is now Surprise. a playable race on D and D Beyond, which I think is bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us how you really feel. Sorry, Wizards of the Coast. I just don't feel like that's cool. Okay, and I'm gonna tell you why. It's because their flavor text in the monster manual. Makes us out to be a monster who wouldn't just hang around with a bunch of normies unless they wanted something from them. Also, he has no privates. If you look on page 82 of the Monster Manual, you will see... I'm going to describe it for Zach real quick. His genitals? Please don't describe their genitals. No, there's nothing there. He's like a Ken like doll. A Ken doll. <laughs> it's just, just pelvis for days. And I'm like... Um, it's it's a medium monstrosity, a shape changer. It's alignment is neutral. It's an av- so it's an average size humanoid shape with which just looks like it has elongated arms and legs. Um, no reproductive organs on the outside that you can see. Also, doesn't have a mouth, and looks like it has just weird white eyes, like just eyeballs. There's no hair mm. on this thing either. Sexy. Um, and slightly pointed ears, and it looks like it's gray. So, I don't know who's just... uh, So, I guess that's a question. So, okay, let me go back. The doppelganger, (laughs) to to just say it straight to the point, here's what it does. It likes to take the place of people and get into their lives. Usually people with power or money or something. And what it does, it doesn't just have one doppelganger. Usually if there's one there's more because Squad. because one of them will get in and take someone's place it'll learn all their secrets because it can do that it has rethoughts as an action the doppelganger magically reads the surface thoughts of one creature within 60 feet of it the effects can penetrate barriers but three feet of wood or dirt two feet of stone two inches of metal or a thin sheet of lead blocks it while the target is in range, the doppelganger can continue reading its thoughts as long as the doppelganger's concentration isn't broken, as if on a spell. While reading the target's mind, the doppelganger has advantage on wisdom, insight, and charisma, deception, intimidation, and persuasion checks against the target. So it can do that. It gets into your head, it reads all your thoughts, and it tries to take on your mannerisms. It said what it usually does, it doesn't kill its victims, it holds them hostage and learns about their life and mannerisms, speech patterns, everything. To copy this person. And then it'll slowly bring in more doppelgangers 
to fill in other roles. So you could essentially take over an entire family. Does it sound kind of like the um, the parasites from Rick and Morty? Like those weird ones that come in on like crystals or whatever, and they all just like, ah, oh, remember the butler and reverse yeah. giraffe, or reverse whatever. giraffe, yeah. the unicorn, pencil the... vester, yep, yeah, all oh, the lamb, the cat thing, summer's only friend, and Mister Poopy Butthole, who was not, not an imaginary creature, an yes. imaginary spoilers, creature. sorry, it's too late for that. If whatever. you're that far behind, it's been years since you. they've made anything. We appreciate oh. you, Dan Harmon, <laughs> and everyone. Three episodes. That's it? Get out. <laughs> Get out of your home. No, I'm just kidding. We'll take care of your child. No, we won't. <laughs> I'm great with children. That's terrifying. Okay. It should be. I'm not. <laughs> so let me make sure I'm not. Okay. So, so they it, form gangs. Well, it really wants to get into your life and completely become someone. But here was my question, because it can do, it's a shape changer. The doppelganger can use this action to polymorph into a small or medium humanoid. It has seen or reading back into its true form. Its statistics, other than its size, are the same in each form. Any equipment it's wearing or carrying isn't transformed. It reverts to its true form if it dies. So, since this is now a playable race and it does not say anything about female doppelgangers, where is the sperm coming from? He has no penis. (laughs) There are many ways of reproduction. If I had a biology textbook here, I would talk about okay. them, but that's not this kind of podcast. <laughs> well, it's not doing sexual reproduction. We can assume it's not doing asexual reproduction because it's making a half race, so it would have to be mixed with something else. But it says it can polymorph, though. Yeah, but polymorph doesn't, it doesn't change your innards, it just changes your outards, right? It's a full change to the creature, isn't it? Like you become like a chicken. So then it would be a full human. It wouldn't be half doppelganger by that logic, right? Did we look up the backstory of how a doppelganger is a 5e race? Sort of. I'm going to be. Are you starting this flame war without researching? It was literally three minutes ago that I learned this. Um, Google brought up something and then I was like, oh, look, we got retweeted. So (laughs) I got (laughs) Thanks for that, by the way. By the way, yeah. Um, okay, let me make sure I get the rest of this. It falls under homebrew, so it's not approved yet. You lied to me. I... <laughs> Technically, it's still it's, playable It's race. under Unarthur... Well, you <laughs> said Arcana. it's approved by Wizards of the Coast. Unarthur Sorry, Arcana he lied, Wizards of the Coast. Proof. It's like, uh, oh, they're called changelings. That's what it is. That's an Eberron. That is a thing. So, so it's not a doppelganger. Uh, changelings are subtle shapeshifters capable of disguising their appearance. They evolve through the union of doppelgangers and humans, eventually becoming a separate race distinct from their either ancestral tree. I need to know how this is taking place. I don't want to even think about the rule 34 of doppelgangers. Science! Rule 34? As the, if it exists, there's a porn about it. Hold on while I Google this. <laughs> <laughs> it exists. There's doppelganger porn out there somewhere. It's just a bunch of rubbing of pelvis to pelvis because there's nothing there. <laughs> and it sounds like scissoring for days, as Garrett has said. He's too far from the mic. Yeah. He's placating his dog. Like, it's, I imagine it's like slapping two pelvises of Ken dolls together. <laughs> like the coconut. <laughs> 
<laughs> you have to edit this. Okay, let me let me finish our monster, and then we can talk more about its reproductive practices. So <laughs> I'm gonna go- while you're saying this, I'm gonna Google how to doppelgangers fuck. <laughs> in those exact words. <laughs> I'm gonna put this on incognito. I'm just kidding. Dear diary. Um, so the doppelganger has a natural armor class of 14. It has 52 hit points. Its speed is 30. It's really pretty casual at everything except for dexterity. I don't know. Maybe it's the long freaking arms it has, but it has a dex of 18, uh, strength 11, intelligence 11, wisdom 12, con and charisma are both 14. It skills, it's great at deception and insight. It's immune to being charmed. It has dark vision to 60 feet and a past perception of 11. It knows common and that's it. Uh, it's a CR3. It's also got the ambusher type thing. The doppelganger has advantage on attack rolls against any creature it has surprised. And then it has surprise attack, which coincides with this. If the doppelganger surprises a creature and hits it with an attack during the first round of combat, the target takes an extra 10 or 3d6 damage from the attack. Doesn't say what type, though. Any ideas on what that might be? I guess it depends on what they attack them with. I was looking up how doppelgangers fuck. Can you repeat that? <laughs> Son of a bitch. Um, <laughs> it's What it said is that if it... Um, blah, 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 blah. I can read. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> if the doppelganger surprises a creature and hits it with an attack during the first round of combat, the target takes an extra 10 three or 3d6 damage from the attack. But it doesn't specify what type. So I guess however you attack it, if it's is this like on it has a, a slam? Weapon. No, it's a surprise attack. Oh, 10 3d6 damage from it's just an additional whatever it is. So it's so whatever. I guess whatever you attack so them with bludgeoning because it's a slam attack. But if it's if if it's something else, wouldn't it carry its weapons and have its stuff? That's true. It I don't. It depends if it says it's proficient with what it's got. So like if it changes, changes it, it says its shapes don't change or its stats don't change other than something, right? Yeah, it doesn't take on any of the so if it, it takes someone's form, it doesn't take their memories, thoughts, languages, yeah. skills, things like that, it's racial traits or anything. So yeah. that's why it takes so much time to study all of its victims to learn how they behave. So it would just be whatever the damage is of what you're doing. So if it's piercing, so whatever you're using against it. Yeah. Okay. Um, it has a multi attack. It makes two melee attacks. It has the slam attack. Uh, has a plus six to hit a reach of five feet for one target on a hit it does seven or 1d6 plus four bludgeoning damage and then as i mentioned before it can read thoughts mm-hmm. um dum, 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 dum. like i said it typically works um alone or in small groups uh with group roles shifting from con to con while one doppelganger takes the place of a murdered merchant or noble the others take on a number of identities as circumstances warrant Playing the parts of family or servants while they live off the victim's riches. Mm. Um, and then it goes into the last little bit, which is, relates to what Zach was talking about, the changelings. Doppelgangers are too lazy or self-interested to raise their young. They assume attractive male forms and seduce women, leaving them to raise their progeny. I don't understand how. Um, a doppelganger child <laughs> a doppelganger child appears to be a normal member of its mother's species until it reaches adolescence. At which point it discovers its true nature and is driven to seek out its kind to join them. So, if it has a boy at the age of 13, its penis retracts into its body. (laughs) And it becomes this gray thing. So, I think it's very similar (laughs) to like... Like, you hear all those stories of bards fucking dragons. 
And it's be- no, I've never heard this story. <laughs> it yeah. sounds like something Kanye of the donkey, Western clan would do. And then do. the dragon. How did that happen? And we get donkey dragon babies. But I, I think it's more. It says so. This is what I found because I did actually Google it. Oh, and it says <laughs> so. There's this subspecies called dread doppelgangers that are found in Ravenloft. And uh, of course, they're in. Ravenloft. I don't read all of it, but in the process, the dread doppelganger have become sexless parasites, depending <laughs> on their ability to integrate with society to survive. While normal doppelgangers have their own culture and have no real need to mingle with humanoids, dread doppelgangers can only reproduce by mating with humanoids, usually doing so as males, as a pregnant dread doppelganger cannot change forms until after giving birth and have effectively lost their own culture. Um, so, from what I understand, is that when they polymorph, they gain all the bits. So, yeah, <laughs> that's it. That's what they get. So, they impregnate them, leaving behind the genes of a doppelganger. But if it's true polymorph, it changes itself on a, a genetic level, right? I mean, it's D&D. Let's not get too far into the whole magic's genetics no. things. Because I, I don't wanna think know. they want to think about that. I so. want to bump pelvises with a doppelganger <laughs> and have his mutant babies. <laughs> okay, that's all I have. Talk about your monster. <laughs> all right. So, I, I'm going to do the Fomorian found on page... What fucking page is it? 136. 136. One moment as I flip to said page. Jeez, you're a country shirt on that one. Oh, that was intentional. You don't want to hear this sweet southern molasses. Oh, <laughs> I'm Reba. <laughs> All right, you can moment. never be Reba. I can never be Reba. I have an actual lip. She doesn't. Oh, you <laughs> leave Reba alone. She's a treasure. <laughs> you leave Reba alone. Come on, Fancy. <laughs> uh, here's your one chance, Fancy. Don't let me down. Yeah. Yeah. So, now that I've wet my whistles with some sweet tea. Um, so, Fomorians are huge, giant, and chaotic creatures. They are technically giant kin. Um, they are the hideous and wicked of all giant kind. And they are godless Fomorians, whose deformed bodies reflect their vile demeanor. Uh, since they have facial features randomly distributed around their misshapen, warty heads, others have limbs of grossly over different sizes and shapes, or emit a terrible howl each time they draw a breath through misshapen mouths. So imagine, every time you breathe, <laughs> Sex must be rough. Alright, so... <laughs> I think I killed Garrett. I think I just as you said that. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, their wretched appearance rarely evokes sympathy. Nobody feels sorry for the ugly. I have a really, we have a really common ugly theme. Ain't no rest for the wicked, bit, do don't we? I think that's a hey, that doppelganger is just raking in mad pussy. I <laughs> see. I wasn't gonna say that. I was like, I can't say it. <laughs> <laughs> it's called doppel pussy, and it's special. <laughs> We're adults. I swear. <laughs> no, we're not. We have a D&D podcast. All right. So, <laughs> for the Fomorians brought their doom upon themselves with the evil that rules the hearts and minds. So, in the history of D&D and previous editions, Fomorians were fey creatures. They were fey giants or and all that. And they wanted all the fey wild magic to themselves. 
and it corrupted them and turned them dark. And then the elves were like, fuck you. And so they fought them. And when they destroyed they them. They gave them the ugly. <laughs> they gave them the ugly. Said, not when they fell, they re- corrupted their minds and bodies from all the power. And they ugly. Um, so the elves remember when the Fomorians were among the most handsome of races, possessed of brilliant minds and unrivaled magic ability. That physical perfection does not extend to their hearts, however, as they lust for magic and power consume them. Uh, they tried to conquer the Feywild. Uh, they were united, and then they were cursed. Uh, one by one, the giants fell as their bodies were warped and reflected the evil of their hearts. Stripped of their grace and magical power, the wretched horrors fled from the light, delving deep beneath the world to nurse their hatred. <laughs> Cursing their faith. <laughs> Sorry. I just imagine them, like, just breathing at night. And it's just like... Ah! Ah! There's, a, like, a pap machine or whatever. Like a CPAP, CPAP machine. machine. For, their, for their breathing at night. And it's probably louder. It's there. on their forehead because yep. apparently that's how noses That's where work. their mouth is. Oh. Cursing their fate, they have ever after plotted vengeance against the fate that wronged them. So they're evil. Well, they are chaotic evil, so they are legitimately evil. Uh, they are giants of the Underdark, so they dwell in eerily beautiful caverns in the Underdark, rarely venturing to the surface. Their fate features, or their lairs, their fate. Their lair features abundant access to water, fish, and mushroom forest, as well as the creatures whose slave labor keeps the Fomorians fed. With those slaves who can no longer toil, when those slaves can no longer toil, they are slain and devoured. You know, circle of life. Um... Wickedness and depravity are the cornerstones of Fomorian society, in which the strongest and cruelest uh, giants rule. Uh, they mark their territories with corpses of their enemies, painting their cabins with the b- walls with blood, and stitching together limbs and body parts to make mockeries of the creatures they have killed. Real nice people. Beautiful yards. Uh, <laughs> green everywhere. Uh, they, ru- they have ruined flesh and evil minds. Their deformities visited on the Fomorians. Um, that just sounds weird. The deformities visited on the Fomorians. They're just visiting. Uh, prevent them from hurling rocks like their giant kin. So just as to give you a description, since you have to draw this, muscle everywhere, and they have a really nice Igorian hump on the back. And I'm talking about Igor, giant hump. That's a great word, I don't think it's a real word. I think I just I made like it up. It it's a word now. It is I now. Like Igorian hump. You. So is that from the flavor text? You said muscles everywhere. What did you say? Like I'm looking at the photo. Oh, okay. And they are like Ripley. Oh. Like alligator skin. No, not like... It looks like they just have tumas everywhere. And they're just like... Particularly a really large one behind them. So, um... (laughs) Right out of my line of sight. I have an enormous tumor. (laughs) It's my constant companion. (laughs) His name is Reggie. On the weekends, we wear dresses. I don't know. Cut that later. I don't know where I was going with that. Uh... (laughs) But here we are. Here we are. <laughs> going down to the ruined flesh and evil minds. We're going uh, down. <laughs> Cut that, definitely. Uh, <laughs> so they can't really wear anything. Okay, so this is great. They can't wear normal clothes because it doesn't fit over their giant hump. Anyth- wearing anything more than scraps of cloth is all they can do. So they've got some nice loincloths and a nice belt to hold it up because God knows they don't want their pants falling down. But it hurts when they lean over. However, the grotesque positioning of their eyes, nose, and ears gives Fomorians keen perceptive abilities, making it hard to surprise or ambush them. The greed and evil of the Fomorians lies at the heart of their degradation and fall. Uh, oh, sorry, degeneration and fall. And continues to plague them. Fomorians make allies with other creatures when it suits them. But they are disloyal by nature and betray their allies on a whim. So the last thing they have is the curse of the evil eye. El ojo. El ojo. 
Uh, Fomorians can pass their curse onto other using a power called the curse of the e- or called evil eye. A last <laughs> the vestige. Curse. Yeah, the, the curse. Yeah, they've got the curse. A last vestige of the giant's once remarkable spell casting ability. In previous editions, they could actually spell cat. They should. In previous editions, they could cast magic. I can't wait until you see this because I'm the worst. I'm holding this up so I can't see it. At drawing muscles. <laughs> Just Do you remember that anime we started? JoJo's. Oh, God. Something or something? JoJo's Bizarre Adventures. Where everything's made up and the voices don't matter. Uh huh. <laughs> you didn't even get to It's nothing like that. Okay. Why did you bring that up? I don't know. Okay, yeah. All right. Ario Speedwagon. <laughs> Joe Star Georgi. I don't remember his name. All right. So, uh, they have the last vestige of their once remarkable spellcasting ability. A creature cursed by the Fomorian's evil eye is magically twisted and deformed, gaining a glimpse into the pain and malice that has consumed their evil race. So, this rot-welted, covered son of a bitch with his gross, expanded eye um, has an armor class of 14, 149 hit points, 13d12 plus 65. You can do that math on your own. We don't do that anymore. Uh, they had a speed of 30 feet. We don't do math anymore. Uh, they are strong as fuck with a plus six to strength and a plus five to con. They are not very dexterous. They have a negative one to intelligence because they have a plus one to dex. They're kind of wise. They have a plus two to wisdom and a minus two to charisma because they ugly as fuck. Um, surprisingly, they have a plus eight to perception because of those beautiful eyes on both sides of their heads. Uh, their head, not heads. Uh, they have stealth of plus three. I didn't like fuck it up, and you're like, it has seven heads now. <laughs> a Hydra Fomorian. Uh, so they have dark vision up to 120 feet and a passive perception of 18. So they're pretty good at not being snuck up on with a passive of 18. That's all, that's where their that's eyes all are. their weird eyes. They're two <laughs> eyes. Um, they do have a stealth of plus three, so I think it would be funny to watch them try to stealth around. They speak giant and undercommon. It just looks like Kronk when he's trying to hide. <laughs> he's humming his own theme song. <laughs> yeah. So they are challenge rating of 8, and they are 300, sorry, 3,900 XP. They get a beautiful um, attack, multi-attack. Uh, they get twice with their great club, or one great club attack, and the use of evil eye once. So melee weapon attack is a plus 9 to hit with a reach of 15, because it is a giant club to murder people with. They hit the target for 19 damage, or 3d8 plus 6 bludgeoning damage. Um, with the evil eye, which they can use every round as one great club and one evil eye, the Fort Morian magically forces a creature it can see within 60 feet of it to take DC, to make a DC 14 charisma saving throw. The creature takes 27 6d6 psychic damage on a failed save or half as much damage on a successful one. And then the last one they get is the curse of the evil eye, which recharges after a short or long rest. So they can only do this once. They can only make somebody ugly once per day. Unless you come you back. gave me the ugly. ugly. <laughs> I'm sorry if my ugly disturbs you. All right. So with the stare, the Fomorian <laughs> uses evil eye, but on a failed save, the creature is also cursed with a magical deformities. While deformed, the creature's speed is halved and has disadvantage on ability checks, saving throws, and attacks based on strength and dexterity. The transformed pe- creature can repeat the saving throw whenever it finishes a long rest, ending the effect on success. So if they fail the saving throw every night, they ugly. But they get disadvantage on saves, attacks, and abilities. Who knew that being ugly could hurt so, so much? much. <laughs> so, she she knew a lot about being ugly. Not even magic can make her pretty. Maybe those two should hook up. 
Oh god. Is there a playable race for this too? I don't think so, but that's how you get doppelgangers. <laughs> when a sea hag and a Fomorian love each other very mate. much. She crawls into the Fomorian so I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's a huge creature. It's fifteen by fifteen. Oh. Well <laughs> Yeah. That's a that's a big big son of a bitch. So Okay. Draw your Doppelganger. Can I have a pencil? No. Por favor. Um, okay, so I've only encountered doppelgangers one time, and it was a campaign both of us were in, run by our friend. It was the Tiamat one, Horde of the Dragon Queen. Yeah, in the very beginning. I don't, I don't remember. We were any. in a town that I think was getting ransacked or something. No, because we were invited up super casually. Because so... We were approached by three busty, super busty, busty women. And come with us. You can stay at our house. La, 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 la. I'm like, nah, man. Pass. I'm the only female character. Pass. Um, And I don't remember how their disguise broke or why they showed their true selves. I think it was when they get knocked unconscious or die, they revert to their normal forms. Yeah, but we didn't attack them. They attacked us. In the oh. middles of the streets. Or he, I think we ditched them and then they came up to us like at night or something, I want to say. I don't say. remember. Either way, our DM's decision was t- to make them busty enough to use as weapons. Yeah, they used their <laughs> boobs as a slam attack. And, you know, as much as later on I had mixed feelings about that campaign, that was probably one of the best parts is thinking of these boobs so big. That you can just do, what is it, six damage? Um, 1d6 plus four bludgeoning damage. <laughs> that's freaking amazing. Imagine having a boob that's five foot of reach. <laughs> yeah. It sounds like or upper back pain. Or you're a grandma and they've been girdled <laughs> at your it's, horns. It's, it's upper back pain. It sounds like <laughs> I am going to be uncomfortable. It sounds like really expensive bras. It oh, sounds like a lot of lycra. It sounds... Like, like underwire for days. Lycra. Oh, I heard Allegra. I'm like, are you allergic to your boobs? I'm allergic to my boobies. <laughs> um, but that's the only time I've ever encountered them. I think I did want to include them in a campaign, but couldn't figure out how to really get them in there without it being weird. Um, but they would be great for very much storytelling because they will take the place of someone. They super serial killer stalk people and learn their mannerisms and habits there and is one in the house the haunted house for um ravenloft the beginning of curse of strahd i think i was missing that day and it was like in a pantry or something i don't remember you know as many times if we played the beginning of ravenloft you would think i remember but i, I want to say there's one in there i might be mixing it with another book but there is one in um they're not those special ones from that we just mentioned the red doppelgangers or... those are dread doppelgangers oh yeah. dread doppelgangers <laughs> yeah. the doppelgangers in the monster manual are gray so i don't know i just thought it said red yeah anyway the last <laughs> thing they had was they um there's one in um dragon heist water deep dragon dice water deep water deep dragon heist whatever it's called so i'm not going to spoil that because it's a really free fairly recent text so if you haven't played it yet you can figure out who that is have fun with that Okay. Good luck. So we're going to do our dungeon doodles. Doodles. All right. Here's mine. (laughs) Masterpiece. It is 
It's, I'm sorry. It looks like you took a golf club to their head and just like you said it was re- ugly. It's like a melting clock Picasso face. I heard their facial oh, they're features not pretty. Did are you ever everywhere. See them? Did you no, them? I didn't look. I didn't cheat. Okay, I'm people. just bad at drawing. <laughs> Damn, pew, pew. check it out. <laughs> I like that you had a last minute add the hump. I did. I didn't know how to draw. And you hump. did not add this one. Also it has no genitalia. Genitalia. You didn't put oh, your nice. I didn't. I was. Gonna draw some beautiful fur trappings. I imagine in their fur trap on this drawing on page one thirty six of the monster manual where you have oh Jesus why the, did you give it a pencil my- hashtag on fleek um so maybe there's a throbbing penis behind this loincloth I don't know you don't know and we don't want to find but out but it said it couldn't wear clothes so. It couldn't wear normal clothes because I just, of its hump. I, I just figured it was running around naked and it didn't have genitalia because that would be horrifying. It's clothing. Because it's a huge giant. I imagine... Oh my God, standing under it. The biggest penis. <laughs> oh, imagine how screwed you'd be if you were from Orion with like a micro penis. Imagine, <laughs> imagine the smell. Can you imagine if you didn't realize it and you walked under Shmegma. that? Can you imagine the funk wall that you would walk into? <laughs> OMG, it's like mm. corn chips and Axe body spray, <laughs> which is how the middle school I used to work at smells. <laughs> it also is nice that instead of like feet, which none of us can draw, you added snow boots. I did because I can't draw feet. It looks <laughs> so, like he's like. But he does have little boots on. You should just put picture. like the Ugg logo on the side because that's what they look like. Hey, put a his stitch feet on them. are toasty. He's got very warm feet. They also probably smell horrible like funk and mm. Axe body spray. We also can't draw hands because we're not artists and <laughs> draw like a professional. All right, just like you get punched in the head okay. real, real hard by another show giant. Me, Are show you ready? Me, show me. Oh my oh. god, you spelled manual wrong. Shut you spelled up. it Monster Manuel. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a speller. Okay. What is it? Nothing to see here. Uh, Doppelganger has a little speech bubble um, as he is tapping his pelvis on his little baby leg. (laughs) (laughs) Little tiny baby legs. They're so thin. I'll add some muscle in the final draw. It does look like a little. um, Our producer compared it to the artists. um, What do you call those things where they they pose the the, dolls? Yeah, the little dolls they pose. It looks like that without all the joint things, but it's cute. You're a better artist than I am. I think I was looking. I can't draw without like a thing. And it has little little wavy knees that are really low. He has really long arms. It's on the shins. Like you know that so. I don't know. Uh, public schools still do this, I'm assuming. Like, to check if your clothing was the right length. You had to put your fingers to your side. Oh, yeah. So, uh, his, like, he can't wear short skirts. Oh, no. He's got to have some pretty tall sh- skirts. Skirts. <laughs> He's got some pretty long skirts because his arms go down to his knees. Indeed. Tap, tap. Tap, tap. Nothing to see here. Nothing to see there. I even Gosh. made it extra blocky, so it looks like he had. It does. It looks like the Ken underwear. Because right? if if uh, any any of our girlfriends who are girlfriends of our girl listeners will remember that hey Ken, girlfriend, hey girl, hey um Ken, he used to have underwear. It wasn't just that he had nothing. He actually had underwear. If you looked, there was a teeny tiny little band that went like across, and he had the weird little. 
I don't know what it's for. The little loopy line that went there, you know? You don't know what it's for, so you can I pee through it. I don't wear briefs, okay? I yeah, don't wear boys' underwear. Figure it out. Release <laughs> flat. Yeah. Okay, you see... It's an emergency hat. I didn't go putting my fingers in boys' underwears <laughs> until much later in life. <laughs> you know so I didn't. There. I didn't know it was a pocket. It looks just like a seam. Oh, it does. Yeah, it doesn't look like it opens everywhere. So <laughs> because like little kids, because I've had to live with small children, their little boy underwear doesn't have a pocket. It's just a seam. So uh, yeah, I don't what the remember hell do my I know? Underwear as a child, so you should my underoos. Um, anyway, that was a long rabbit. I, I agree. I gave him the. Skinniest of legs. He does have little noodle legs. It's great. He okay. looks like he's like should be wearing tights and plieing everywhere. <laughs> he's a dancer. It's <laughs> beautiful. Got... It's in his jeans. If he had any. If he had any jeans. Huh. Um. I haven't watched Doctor Who in a while, but I think you're right. There was that the first scenes. It kind of looks like a mannequin too. I need to fix the arm. I mean, with it's, those joyless eyes. With it, uh, <laughs> Yeah. Okay, so we really hope this episode records the first we time. We really do. OMG, I don't want to record this three times. And enjoy the sounds of dogs. But when it comes out, there are tons of places you can find us. You can find us on Facebook. I know, right? I'm getting so good at this. You can find us on Facebook, Sweet Tea and D&D, separated words. You can find us on Instagram, it's Sweet Tea and D&D, separated words. You can find us on Facebook. Nope. Yeah, nope. you said Facebook. Twitter. Twitter is the other one. Uh, Sweet tea and D and D separate words. By the way, love all the action our Twitter followers are giving us. My phone's been blowing up all night because I'm so funny. <laughs> also, you can uh, find us on our webcast. I know hashtag humble hashtag blessed. Um, humble. <laughs> you can also find us on our website. Now this is where I always mess up. Sweet tea and D and D dot simplecast.fm correct yeah and that's she didn't all... even have to write it down I'm i did impressed. it it's all together so it's all smushed um we're on itunes we are on google play we are on there's another place stitcher and spotify stitcher and spotify look us up on spotify make sure you put the word separately otherwise it won't come up um and give you us Google a listen. Us for the first thing you, you should totally give us a review too. No one's reviewed Apple us. Apple review. Well, loves reviews. Apple would love for you. To, we would love for you to review us. Please, please, please do. Please, please contact tell us, us what you think. Tell us you love us. This is the one time I actually ask for opinions because I don't star. want them. <laughs> oh, that would be one star. Sad. Beach too sandy, water too wet. Didn't like it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like their voices. Sand everywhere. <laughs> so, Anakin. He hates sand and oh. he gets melted. And lo- I know what happens in Star Wars. It's not a secret. I just will not invest time in watching them. I blocked out that <laughs> scene where they awkwardly talk about <laughs> sand. Shut up. I hate sand. It just gets everywhere. Do it. No. No. Stew it. Say what? Wait, what? Say bye. 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 <laughs>